It's the crackers. They're brain food. I think they must be. Uh-huh. It works for fish. Either. Th- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Too Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general. Welcome to episode 15. Explosions of cherry blossoms, also known as sakura. Today we are going to talk about the long tradition of looking at cherry blossoms in the spring. We want to thank you in advance for hanging out with us today. And remind you that you can always find us on all major streaming platforms. Make sure to share with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes because that's how we get the word around. Thanks! What is your quandary this week? My quandary... It is my quandary, but it was brought to you by... Brought to you by a friend of the show. But I have also quandered this. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for verbifying that. You're welcome. Um, in Japan, even if you have a group of, like, 12 people, they usually will only give you one, maybe two menus to look off of. When you are where? At a restaurant. Hmm. Um, I don't know where else they would hand you menus. I mean, I just was trying to establish (laughs) some context. (laughs) For example, the other night, a group of, okay, that's not even that big of a group, but a group of seven of us went out and they still only gave us two menus and all of us had to huddle around it and look at it. Mm-mm. It was rough. Yeah. Um, but we had an announcer at our table that just announced all the things that you could buy. So that worked. I mean, we were just lucky, though. You're making it sound like there would always be an announcer. Oh, <laughs> you like... have to nominate somebody in your group to be an announcer. That doesn't come with the menus. Thankfully, we had somebody who was quite a voluntary announcer. Yes, yeah. Right? That was a very fast quandary, but it's fine. That is what I've been quandering, as well as other people apparently. Whoa, are quandering and pondering now the same thing? <laughs> yes. Okay, Did, I'm learning a lot today. Wow, it's <clears throat> it's the crackers. They're brain food. I think they must be. Uh-huh. It works for fish. Either. Th- <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we can remember things as long as a fish does, but I don't think we can. I'm worried. I'm very worried. We don't have a good track record. No, we don't. Um, what is your quandary? One quirk. Wow. Uh, my okay, quirk. that's not fake. Like, it's not like I'm meaning to do that. I legitimately forget every time it happens. It's fine, because we've already established the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> right. So, wow. Yeah. Um, my quirk is... In Japan, when you are shopping at, it feels like almost any and every store, they have some kind of a point card. So you have a card, and then for that store, and then every time you buy something, you have to hand over your card, and then they will um, tally up however many points you have. And then depending on which store it is, at some point when you have enough Points. I'm saying the word point too many times. Mm. At some point, when you have enough points, then you can point at your card and say, give me my points. Now I'm so annoying. Um, (laughs) Anyway, here's the problem. I don't know if problem is the right word, but here's the thing that I think is so... Here's the predicament. Here's the pickle that it puts you in. Whoa. It's so quirky to me that when they ask you for your point card, (laughs) if you say you don't have one, then they apologize for asking. I am so sorry for asking. No, I find that to be really (laughs) weird. Like, I don't, I'm not... I'm not offended. You haven't hurt me by asking me for my point card. Yes, I want your point card. Well, I just feel like that was nice of you to ask. So, but I didn't have it. I almost feel like I'm the one who should be apologizing, right? How dare I forget to bring my point card or slash I've never bothered to make a point card at your Mm. store, even though I come here every other day. Mm -hmm. And I'm very sorry for that neglect on my part. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's probably getting a little too Japanese to say that I really want to apologize for Mm -hmm. it, but I genuinely don't understand why they have to apologize. I don't get that either. I don't know if they're just apologizing because they don't know what to say. (laughs) Or, you know, like, maybe they really feel like, oh, why did I have to ask you that? (laughs) They're not allowed to say that. Right. 
Or like... But I feel like Japan is on this extreme and America is on the opposite extreme. As far as what? As, for par- as far as point cards because everywhere asks you if you have a point card and then they're like, you don't have a point card? Well, in these three easy steps, you can make a point card right now. But it's like every... Okay, not every single place, but a lot of places have point cards. But point cards tend to work different in the States, I think, than they do here. <clears throat> here, you can earn 100 points and then maybe get, like, a little 10 yen off. Yeah, I mean, that's the other, that's the ironic thing. Like, it's not the main... It doesn't actually give you coupons like the ones in the States would. It's not the main point of my okay, point sorry. about point cards. <laughs> No, but it is a good side point, which ah. is that I don't know why we have to have so many point cards here when they're not even that fulfilling to have. No. Right? <clears throat> I've still never used my Yamazaki points. I don't know how to use those. Well, I think you can just say, I want to use my points. Oh, but there's that little thing where you can like scan it. Does that just show you how many points you have? Probably. Oh. I mean, meanwhile, this is where I do a side confession on how last summer when I had to go to spend a month in Bangkok uh, for studying, then I thought, oh, I don't need all these Japanese point cards while I'm in Bangkok. So I took them out of my wallet and I made a little pile of point cards and I feel pretty sure that I... I feel pretty sure that I put a rubber band about it, around it and then blah, 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 I put it somewhere... <laughs> And that was, I think we can all you easily pine calculate, card, pine card? more yep. than six months ago. Can I find that pile of point no. cards? No, I cannot. And that pile of point cards contains all of my most commonly used point cards. And that's probably why I'm bringing up this quirk. Because for six months now, every day, almost every day, there I am at some store that I frequent constantly, and I'm having to lie to them and say that I don't have a point card, because mm. I think they don't want to hear my story about how I can't find it. Mm. But I don't... Um, a comment on what you said. I don't understand why they don't offer, like, do you want to make one? It feels like they never say I, that. No, they never do. Like, why are you apologizing for asking me if I have one? If you're that sorry that I don't have one, why don't you offer me the opportunity to make mm. one? Why do I have to be the one who says, could I please make your point card? And I have to be begging you mm. to make a point card at your place. Right. When we all know that point card isn't going to be that useful. No. <clears throat> It'll just avoid the conversation of point cards. Well, I mean, honestly, that's, like, the number one motivation to make one, just so that I don't have to have this awkward exchange every single time you ask me if I have a point card. That's That's what those are really for. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Wow. 100%. You know what? Thanks for talking about this. I feel like this quirk has been somewhat solved. Whoa. I mean, not that I it's didn't not... know quirks were solvable. Well, maybe it's not that it, that's never going to happen again, but I just feel more satisfied. Like, I now understand yeah. why. I understand my personal motivation for mm. wanting to have a point card. And because it's, conflict. Well, th- that, and I did feel conflict in the sense that, like, why do I need this point card? Right. I don't understand because it doesn't actually do me any good, but the truth is, it does. It keeps me from having to have this exchange Mm. about, do you have a point card? Oh, I'm so sorry that I asked you that. How awkward of me. (laughs) I don't have to have that conversation anymore. Where can I look for my pile of point cards, right? You put them in too safe of a spot. It's so safe. They're so safe. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Talk about something else But isn't, like, the best point card the Welshia one? Okay, sure. As long as we're talking about the subject, I do think that one is very good because that one is a T point card and you can you can accumulate T points at quite a few different places. Even and Lawson's now. Really? Yeah. I thought they used Punta. Oh Maybe. No, tea points are at Family Mart. Okay, sorry guys. Whoa. The conversation <laughs> is getting very specific now. <laughs> All of a sudden, <clears throat> Did All everybody out, that, out there know that? Beanies. Yeah, right? Um, Seijo Ishii, Seibu Prince point card. Okay, anyway. 
now also, I'm now I'm just bragging. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know so many. I mean, wait, the Cebu Prince ones aren't those all like Cebu owned stores? Then that that crazy yeah, but store. that's why. Well, in theory, mm. I have not actually practiced it, but. That's why, in theory, that one is pretty useful, because yeah. anytime you're at one of these um, shopping areas that's connected to a Cebu Line station, Emio, mm. then maybe not every last store, but it seems like a lot of the stores, you should be able to use that card. That's the card that also <clears throat> always makes me think of a credit card, because it's so fancy looking. It is so fancy looking. Even today, when I was in there buying my lunch, then this guy was earnestly trying to recruit me to get one. And then I, like, partially lied and told him I had one. It wasn't a complete lie. I have one somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's back to the same story. Right. But anyway, then he was, like, I wasn't really listening because I was trying to leave, but he said something about, like, well, why, why can't you just come over here and do something, something, whatever? And then if you do, you're going to get a free um, reusable shopping bag. <gasps> well, but come on. Like... How many reusable shopping bags do I already have? Mm. I do not need another one. Right. I was a little bit tempted, I have to admit it. It wasn't like I just was able to blow them off instantly. For a second, I was like, (gasps) what? You said I'm going to get a what? A free something? A free something. And let us say, maybe, I don't know if this should be our phrase of the week, but reusable shopping bags are called (laughs) ekobaggu. I mean, we could just go with it. I don't know. I mean, it sounds good because I don't have one. Okay, sure. So everybody repeat after me, Echo Bagu. Anyway, he offered me one of those. So I did feel a little bit of like, I felt a twinge of like, woo, I need to get that. (laughs) Then I got a hold of myself. I remembered my extensive collection of Trader Joe bags Mm. slash Ikea bags. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, no, no, no. So I told him, I'm sorry, I'm very busy right now, and I left. (laughs) (laughs) The best phrase to use. I mean, it wasn't a lie. I really did need to hurry up and go back to school. I mean, that would be the reason I would say no to. Right? If you're you're on a mission, that's when they always ask you if you want to do a point That's so true. Maybe we should have people repeat after us for this one. Ima isogashi desu. (laughs) Right? As in, now I'm so busy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Let's get on to our topic. Our topic this week is cherry blossom Mm -hmm. viewing, which is such an awkward phrase. Mm -hmm. So who knew this episode would end up so full of phrases? But here you go. True. This is called hanami. Mm -hmm. Hanami means flower viewing. Mm -hmm. Okay, take over. Talk about flower viewing. What does it mean to you? Whoa. (laughs) All of a sudden, this is becoming very postmodern. I can change it into anything I want. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Go for it, however you interpret that question. No, okay. Um, I think the first time I did Hanami was when we lived here in 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember it very clearly for some reason. We went to one of the big parks... I, that detail I do not remember. But we were with um, my sister-in-law and her parents, as well as only one nephew at the time, and my parents, and my brother and sister-in-law. And we went, it, I, it must have been one of the bigger parks, because it was so busy, mm. and everybody was crammed underneath the sakura trees, and I don't remember that we actually if we actually ate lunch there or not but I just remember of course I saw somebody that was very drunk and on my fifth grade impressionable brain I was like (gasps) horrified (laughs) why are they drunk in public oh my goodness (laughs) um and the huge uh waste bins that they had that weren't even bins just like sectioned off cardboard boxes right huge cardboard boxes where people were throwing their trash Yes. Um, but I don't even remember the cherry blossoms being that full in full bloom. So, and I feel like it was pretty cold. So I feel like that year they must have been late to bloom. Um, that was my first experience with Hanami. But 
Since, sorry, should we back up and say what do we even mean by that? Yeah, maybe. Okay, go ahead. You, traditionally, mm-hmm. Hanami is sitting under the cherry blossom trees or sakura trees. Do you feel like blue tarp is required or no? Um, if you're with a large group of people, yes. Okay. Blue tarp, but in Japan you can also buy your own tarp with lots of different pictures on it. Any type of picture you want. At Daiso, the 100 yen store, aka dollar store, you can also buy single person tarps. True. I almost feel that should be a quirk or a quandary. But anyway. True. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I have a tarp that has sakura on it. Whoa. So it's kind of... <laughs> That's like the next level of preparedness. That's so meta. That's I know. That's a meta hanami right there. <laughs> like, don't even think about going out and trying to sit down under a cherry tree unless you can sit on top of something that's also printed with a picture of cherry blossoms. True. Wow. Um, the next phase is wearing clothes that have prints of cherry blossoms I mean, on them. or using your sakura tumbler. From Starbucks. That thing is fancy schmance. Yeah, that's what my sister-in-law got me for my birthday. Okay, now I'm going to have a tour of this. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, she's just pulled the cap off of her new water bottle, so therefore, what is happening? But it's not just a cap. This is like thermos-type situation, where, but it's like a small drinking cup. But is that really a thermos? No, but... You know what I mean, like th- traditional thermos. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you yeah. would like pull the, the the setup of it is yeah. like okay. You would pull the top off and then. But that bottle is not insulated, is it? No, and I think you have to use cold in it. I, I feel like it that would... doesn't look like something I want to pour my coffee into. No, I iced coffee maybe. Yeah, I think iced coffee would be fine. I mean, it's very cute though. I know it's so cute. Oh, it says a hundred degrees Celsius. Oh. Wait, what does Ember tell us about the Celsius reading of um, ideal temperature coffee? Or do they not read in Celsius? No, they do. Oh. You can choose what you want it to read in. Have we already talked about Ember mug? I feel like hashtag, yes, hashtag not an ad, but... We talked about it when I first got <laughs> it. Well, okay. Let me not bring it up again then. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Sakura products underneath sakura tree. Yes. Did we already explain what sakura means? Yes. Oh, we did. Okay. I mean, I said sakura equals cherry blossom. Oh, yeah. Right. You did say that. <laughs> True. Um, so everybody packs their bento, their lunchbox, with lunch in it. And um, you sit under the tree with your family and look at the cherry blossoms, and eat your food. I mean, question, do you think that you sit under the tree with your family? I feel like it's almost like... Or by the tree? Okay, no, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is, you might go with your family, but I almost feel like it's more common for it to be like a friend and Mm. or slash work activity. Like, we didn't even start yet with talking about how if you're in a Japanese company... Mm Mm-hmm. And I can't get super specific about which company it is because I don't know, but it looks like a lot of big companies, like businesses and stuff, have kind of an obligatory um, hanami party. Mm. I mean, did I, I was already telling you this story, wasn't I? Maybe. <clears throat> okay, this is a story that Brand I want to... Brand goldfish, so... Oh, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> uh, several years ago, maybe five-ish years ago... Um, a couple of my friends came from Chicago to visit, and then their planning was really brilliant, and they hit Mm. it right on, um, the cherry blossom season, which is what they were hoping, Mm -hmm. and it did work out that way. So, um, on this one day, we first got up, like, quite in the middle of the night, because we were trying to go to the fish market, Mm -hmm. and then... It didn't even work out for us to go to fish market. Sad story. Mm. Um, But we were already up. And by the time we went to a restaurant to eat sushi at Mm -hmm. 4 o'clock in the morning, because that's what you do, right? Right. When you're already next to the fish market. Mm -hmm. 
then it was kind of maybe five and we realized oh the train would already be running and we're already awake so we might as well go to Ueno which is one of the very most popular Mm -hmm. places to um look at cherry blossoms we might as well go there now because yeah. maybe if we're there at the literal crack of dawn, <laughs> then uh, it won't be so crowded. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. When we got there, though, I re- like ge- I genuinely didn't know about the blue tarp phenomenon. Mm. And I have to say, I'm sorry if this sounds biased against somebody. I don't do not mean harm against anybody, but the primary association in my mind with the whole blue tarp thing was kind of like homeless person Mm. so when we walked into the park and there were like blue tarps completely carpeting the entire place I was so bewildered because I thought why are there so many homeless people here (laughs) like I really thought that I was like wait what why are there so many like is this really where they all come to sleep Mm -hmm. but like right now and I thought if there were this many of them and they're all here with their, like... Blue tarps. Blue tarps that are not remotely camouflaged. Right. Wouldn't somebody who monitors these things come along and kick them out? Mm -hmm. And it really did look like a homeless people situation because on every blue tarp, even though it was 5.30 in the morning, there was at least one person sitting or sleeping or whatever. Whoa. I know. But... (laughs) It didn't take me too long. We started walking in and, like, kind of looking at the trees and just checking out the scene and stuff. And then I realized, wait a minute. These are not homeless people. These are young people who are, like, in the very bottom of the totem pole at their company. And so (gasps) their boss has sent them out here to do a a sleepover outside so they have the best spot so that they have the best spot for the rest of the people from the company to come like ambling in the next day and and who knows what time they show up in the afternoon yeah i guess but i felt once i realized that well i felt bad anyway right even if it was homeless people of course i felt bad but right when I realized this is what it was, I felt so bad for these people because a lot of them didn't even look prepared. It's not that warm, right? No. Like, at the end of March, it's not winter anymore, okay? But it's still quite... It's cold. It's still quite cold overnight. And a bunch of them looked like they had not thought the thing through at all. And they're Were just Were they wearing, kind of, like, suits? Well, I'm not... I think a few of them were. And then... A lot of them weren't, but they just did not look prepared. I just remember feeling like I only saw a few people that, like, actually had a sleeping bag or something. When yeah. it looked like you would definitely need a sleeping bag, and for that matter, a pretty good one. Yeah. Right? And there were a bunch of them that looked like they were just at the last minute thought, oh, I might need a, I don't know, like, an extra coat, and they're kind of, like, trying to sleep with their... Whoa. I don't know. It did not look I mean, like... I would want to set up a mini tent. Well, yeah. There were a few people who were doing that, but for the most part, it just looked like a whole bunch of people that were not... That were, like, trying to pretend like the thing wasn't happening. That's right. what it was. Yeah. You know? But I wonder how early they can get in. I think that it it must be. And, you know, this was five or six years ago, so... I have no idea if they've changed the rules or whatever, but it must be that... Because normally, I don't think... I think they try to keep people from just randomly sleeping outside at a park, right? But I think at that time of year, maybe it's... They just kind of look the other way, Mm -hmm. knowing that this is such a strong tradition. Um, And and the number of people doing it is probably too much anyway. Right. Like, you would have to have an intense number of enforcers... To be able to come in there and successfully kick everybody out. Right. Um, anyway, that's an interesting memory that I yeah. have associated with <laughs> uh, the whole blue tarp slash Hanami phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I did look up, like, how did this whole thing get started? And then I read in an article, which we can link to in our show notes, from Condé Nast Traveler. 
Whoa. Whoa. That, um, cherry tree, there's kind of records of cherry trees becoming popular and people talking about them as early as the 8th century. Whoa. In Japan. Yeah. But I, I read in a different article that initially it was kind of this, like, high, if you're, like, some kind of an aristocrat, aristocrat, Whoa, Disney influence. I know, I was about to be like, no, it's Aristocat. Aristocat? Aristocrat. Um, then those were the people who apparently had enough time to like sit around and write poems and stuff. Huh. And so <laughs> they, they would... About Sakura. Right. So then they would go Sakura. and sit around... So, whoa. Um, there are a lot of songs that Sakura. go with it, but we don't... Ah! Okay, go ahead. It's over now. Oh, all right. Um, they would go out there and sit and, you know, be inspired and write all these poems and stuff. So then the first, I guess, super kind of official records of some kind of a cherry blossom party. viewing party, um, was in 1598. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, wait, let me double check my source here. Oh, uh... Actually, this uh, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, he's um, famous in Japanese history for being um, a warlord and also one of the first um, uh, kind of ruling class people to get different the different tribes that had been um, warring with each other in Japan. He was the first one that kind of got all of them to get along with each other. Mm, mm -hmm. So that's interesting. So he held this party in Kyoto at a certain temple. And then, um, about, I don't know how much later, it says, later in the 17th century, the practice of Hanami among ordinary people became popular. But that's kind of amazing. That means it's like going on some 500 years. Yeah, that's crazy. That people have been into this. So, I mean, if you just say it in a really short summary, it's basically having a picnic under a blossoming cherry tree. Right. Um, and slash, if we're being honest, getting drunk. It is yes. one of the main time, main, or I might even say only times of year that it's considered socially acceptable to be sitting around outside getting sloshed. True. Um, and I personally have not done that. I, I have to say that, like, I don't know if I really like Hanami. I love, like, love, love, all capital letters, looking at cherry blossoms, and it's my favorite thing when um, the cherry blossoms are in bloom to go to different places around Tokyo and um, look at different cherry blossoms. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoy looking at them by going for a walk. Mm -hmm. I don't... I'm not saying that I would never sit down and have a picnic or whatever, and that's fine, but that to me is not my favorite. Like, I more enjoy... Walking around and seeing different trees, and then also, of course, I love taking pictures, even though everybody else is also taking a picture of the same thing. Right, yeah. But it's fine. Um, I still really enjoy that. So I have to say, um, I think it's normal for people to be, like, really anticipating cherry blossom season, and I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily an anticipator. I'm usually more, like, this is you know, go back to our Enneagram episode and talk about personality or whatever, but, um, Suzanne Stabile is really good at talking about different Enneagram numbers, orientation to time, and mm -hmm. I'm a nine, as has been previously mentioned, and if anything, according to Su Suzanne Stabile, nines tend to be kind of oriented towards the past. Mm -hmm. I was very interested to hear her say that because I didn't know if I had ever thought that about myself before. Mm. Um... But I think that's probably usually true. My point being, that's a long blah, blah, blah to say, even though I would have a general feeling of looking forward to something, but I wouldn't tend to, I don't know. Can you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, it's too much verbal processing. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> um, my point is, I feel like this is the first year that I'm like weeks ahead of time getting super excited about 
um, cherry blossom season. <clears throat> so there you go. One other thing I was going to say, and I feel like, did I read this, read it in this article or the other one? Um, one thing that is commonly understood about Hanami is the reason why another reason why people like it so much is because it's it's pretty limited right like the yeah the amount of days that the cherry blossoms are in full bloom is usually like kind of less than two weeks yeah um and so a lot of people say that's a really um kind of I don't know, like a moving, fitting symbol of, um, you know, life itself, or mm. like the nothing lasts forever. This this kind of sentiment, yeah. you know. Um, so that's a little bit sad or slash bittersweet, um, but it makes it really. On the other hand, I think it helps you enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. You don't take it for granted. Um, you know, you feel like oh. Um, it's only today, at least, you know, for another year. Right. That I can see this. Um, so, anyway. Did you want to say something else about cherry blossoms? Um, yes. Of course, it just went out of my mind, even though I was just thinking about it. Okay. Well, I was going to name some of the best places to go. But if whatever you were going to say comes back to your mind, you could say it. Okay. Is it coming back now, or... (laughs) (laughs) We're still waiting. Uh, Okay, I remember. Most recently, I don't know that, like, our group of friends has actually ever gone to Hanami before. Whoa. Which seems weird. Yeah. Because the ones that I've done most recently for the last two years would be, usually we try to take our classes outside one day a year and sit with them because we have two beautiful sakura trees in our, or three? Is there three of them? I think we have more than two or three. We have several. I mean, in our main plaza, we have yeah, kind of Yeah, just plaza, plaza. Yeah. Um, in our plaza area, which is a beautiful place to eat anytime it's warm anyway, mm-hmm. um, during sakura season, it's even more beautiful. And usually once a year, we'll try to have even multiple classes in elementary eat outside, and they really enjoy that. And we do, too. And then usually my church does it once a year, too. Um, And so we'll go out to, since my church meets downtown, we'll go out to one of the bigger parks. Um, And then we usually will have, like, a yearly church festival, too. Like, that's usually a couple weeks later, but we have a big family picnic, we call it. Hmm. So that's always fun, too. That's usually when it gets a little warmer, but that's, that's what I was trying to remember. Yeah, good. Um, Okay. I think it's interesting to mention that this is such a big deal that um, even the the people who predict the weather Uh (laughs) um, put out a very serious Uh, forecast of when will... Um, the cherry blossoms be mm-hmm. it start blooming and then I'm really sorry about that that sounds okay. so annoying and I don't know how to turn it off of course um, when will they start blooming and then when will they be in full bloom and yeah. they'll issue this forecast for even for the whole country so is uh, is there any kind of forecast out now or is it- oh no totally like this thing has already been out for like a month whoa yeah um I mean, you can keep on searching and find ones that are more, like, continually updated, but this one says that in Tokyo, they would start blooming on March 22nd Mm -hmm. and then be in full bloom on March 29th, Mm -hmm. but the other thing is, if if it happens to be extra warm between now and then, it might even fall a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, Anyway. uh, Wait, talking about that. I was just remembering in the fall, a bunch of people were getting worried because because of the, um, I'm only thinking of the English word. What? Because of, oh no, now I remember. Because of the typhoons that we were having, oh. that, that, because the typhoons were making it warmer in Japan longer than usual, uh-huh. and because apparently the 
pH in the water from the typhoons made the trees think that it was spring. And apparently there had been some sakura trees that had started blooming. What? In the yeah. fall? Yeah. Wait a minute. I think I did hear about this. Yeah. I think I saw some of... I took the girls to um, a skateboard park. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't many. They yeah. weren't fully in bloom or anything. And actually, I, I find it sometimes hard to tell the difference between plum blossoms. Yeah. Which are kind of starting to be in bloom right now. Yeah, there's a plum tree right on my walk to school. They're so pretty, right? They're so pretty. Um, yeah. I hope mm-hmm. that wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I hope it's going to be okay. But yeah. people started being worried about it then. Right. Okay, continue. Oh, no. I just was going to name uh, some of the best places to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see in my favorite website, Tokyo Cheapo, Woo! has a super extensive article that we can link to. It's called Mega Guide. It's not even a plane guide. It's a mega, mega guide. guide. So I just want to compliment Tokyo Cheapo on that. The scope of you this win. article. Good job, guys. Of course, they're naming... I'm not... I don't feel like reading their whole list, but I want to mention a couple of the places. And highlights. Highlights. Um, number one... I'll just go ahead and cut to number one, is Ueno, that I mentioned. Mm, yeah. Um, but it says, one of the most popular and crowded... So that's why, honestly, normally, I don't even want to go there. No. Right? Like, no thank you. I don't... It does have a lot of trees. It's there. It says an estimated 800 trees, so that's amazing. Um, and they wow, do that's even... crazy. I know. They do even have lanterns strung up at night, so that's really uh, pretty to watch it really at night. Pretty. But I still feel like... I don't care, guys. I'm going to find somewhere else to go because I just do not want to go to the same place that everybody else is going to go to, right. which is there. Yeah. Um, another place they're naming that I do really like a lot is um, Inokashira. Mm. Inokashira Park in Kichijoji. Mm. They have a big pond. Actually, they're here calling it a boating lake. Which I feel like Whoa. I don't know what is the official size difference between a pond <laughs> and a lake. I don't know how mm-hmm. to be that technical about uh-huh. it. If it's a lake, then it's a pretty small lake. But the trees are really like the way they're around the lake. It's really beautiful. Ooh. Yeah. And then there's a bridge that goes over the middle, so the view from the bridge is really oh, nice. And they yeah. have um, paddle boats and rowboats, so Ooh. you can go out rowing and paddling in in the lake and that's like kind of a different um angle for looking yeah at the trees i really like to go there another place that i really like to go is the meguro river that's the um river that has it almost looks like a canal like, yes that's <clears throat> the i did a hanami walk with my church once there yeah it's a great place well it's both if there's any place where i have ever actually like set settled down and had a picnic and just kind of sat around and be lazy and look at cherry blossoms and consider writing a poem if not actually writing one whoa <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've never gotten to that point before i feel like that's a challenge for this year right like just yeah. go ahead and have a notebook and, and pen in your bag yeah just be ready for inspiration to strike you Ooh. um a friend of mine lives very close to um, the Meguro River, and so I do have a tradition of going over there with her oh, fun. and her kids, and we even have our usual spot that we go to. Wow. So I feel so glad that we're talking about this, because it reminds me that I love that so much, and I hope we can do it this year. Yeah. And it says here, it's four kilometers of the river, mm-hmm. so that's pretty, what is that, like two miles? Yeah. Two, two and a half miles. I mean, I've... I've walked most of it before, and I remember afterwards I was like, oh, this was way more than I expected. Yeah, but the two and a half miles of the river have the trees lined up, and um, a lot of the sections are um, lit up at night, too, so that's really pretty. Uh, Let me see what else they're saying. Those were the three places that they had listed on their um, top, like, top popular list mm-hmm. that I really like. Mm, yeah. um, I'm just 
freely filtering this through whatever I like. It's fine. It's fine. This is that's what this podcast is for. Exactly. Um, but they have a whole other list of places that are like off the beaten path, kind of. Whoa. Yeah. So that's interesting. I've never been to any of these places except for um, Kogane, Kogane mm. Park, and that's kind of pretty close to us. Second largest park in Tokyo. I think that's where our church usually goes. I can never remember. Maybe. And it says, did you know this? They have 1,700 cherry trees. And there are over 50 varieties. Whoa. Yeah. So that's pretty great. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, that one's that one's good. I, I do enjoy that one. Yeah. That one is really good, right? Actually, the other place I would say, this is like super local, so... I don't know, though. We do have a lot of local listeners. Hello, local listeners. Um, I, last year, Angie and I went to the Yanasegawa, right Mm. over there. It's kind of on the edge of Kiyose. Yes. Sorry. It's (gasps) on, right? And I could not tell you any of the details about exactly how many trees do they have or whatever, but... There's a river right there, and there are, especially on the one side of the river, there are so Mm -hmm. many trees lined up, and it's really beautiful. That's a great place to go if you um, want to have a nice little time of viewing your cherry blossoms, but you don't feel like bothering to go on the train, or even you don't want to go somewhere that's going to be crowded. I think... There are, tend to be more people out there than you would usually have, but it's still right. nothing, like, crowded, you know? Like, you can't even find a place to sit down or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, we walked even by ourselves for most of the time. Yeah, that's true. So, I hope to go there again this year. I need to get my calendar and start writing down, where am I going to go? Because I'm <laughs> so, so... true. I'm so excited, and I want to go to all the places. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Um, one thing to note is that if you want to be super duper traditional about your cherry blossom viewing, then you should go to Kyoto. Whoa. Right? So true. I've never... Wow, I feel like it would be packed, though. Well, I think that it probably is. And actually, one time, and this is just talking about referencing my age now, but... 20-ish years ago when I was still single, I did go to Kyoto once during cherry blossom season with some of my English teacher friends, including actually a couple of them kind of lived down there, so that was part of the motivation, was like, oh, go visit them, and then they can take Mm -hmm. us around. Um, And I think we were near Osaka Castle, Mm -hmm. so it's not even technically Kyoto. But they had a lot of cherry trees, and it was really mm. pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, Could you sit there, though? Would they let you sit there? Uh, I don't know about that. Mm. I don't really remember. I don't remember doing that much sitting. Yeah. But I don't know if that was because we didn't feel like sitting, or there wasn't yeah. anywhere to sit. Yeah. Or we didn't have any blue tarps. Right. I don't know. it's probably the blue tarp it was probably the blue tarp thing is that we were just not prepared (laughs) you know being single and stuff like that right i don't mean to categorize all single people as unprepared sorry (laughs) you're totally prepared most of the time Mm. you don't always you don't always have your point cards but (laughs) (laughs) so true right i only have like two like tomods and Yamazaki. Oh. Maybe <laughs> I we... need to get on the T-point card train. You do need to get on the T-point card train. I'm sorry. Let's work on and that And the Saber time. Prince one. It's true. So true. Um, okay. So... Oh, I have the Loft app. That's oh. the other one that oh, I have. Oh, there you go. Um, one thing... One other thing to say about um, the cherry trees is that, of course, as with any flower and tree... There are lots of different kinds. I am not enough of a botanist to, like, really know the difference between lots of kinds. But I will say there's one kind that um, it kind of looks like a weeping willow almost. Mm -hmm. And the branches and the blossoms, like, hang down and it looks like a 
Well, those are like the ones on the canal, right? They have, the, yeah. those are really overhanging. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, I mean, I like all of them, and I think yeah. they're all beautiful, but those have a really mm-hmm. special, yeah. um, extra beauty and mm-hmm. appeal. Um, one place that I would like to go that I've never been to is, um, Riku, it's called Rikugian, and it's oh. actually one of the oldest... It must be. It says this garden is almost four centuries old. Oh. Yeah, so I think it must be one of the oldest gardens yeah. in Tokyo. And it says um, there's a huge uh, cherry tree that's this kind of weeping, weeping. willow uh-huh. type of thing. And they light it up at night. Ooh. And it's open until nine. Wow. So I feel like, okay, goals. Yeah. I I don't know this year. Honestly, like, you know, we have to work and stuff. What? (laughs) (laughs) And plus my parents are coming to visit and I'm sure they don't mind looking at cherry blossoms, but I don't know if they want to do it every day the way that I do. (laughs) Um, Please advise mom and dad. Mm. Um, But I would love to put this garden kind of high up on my list of places that I really want to go because... Um, it looks so amazing. Yeah. I have one more memory to share. Oh, sure. Please. Um, my junior year in high school, that's the year that we went to Washington, D.C., uh-huh. and we happened to hit the week that the cherry blossoms were out there. Oh, woo. And um, I just really love the story about, I don't remember which em- empress Oh, here, I'll look it up. It was? Mm-hmm. But anyway, as Jamie's getting her name, um, she donated or gifted those trees to the U.S. Um, as, like, a signal of peace and... Oh. Um, Interesting. What? That paid 404. I got a 404. Shoot. Yeah, right? But anyway, it was so fun because at that time, well, I had just been in Japan that summer, that the summer before. So I had just been back in Japan, but it was just a little piece of home slash foreshadowing the future. Um, and those trees were like fluff, the fluffier looking sakura um so i have no idea what kind that is but they're fluffier looking and i'm so glad that they've survived so many years because it seems like washington dc dc has harsher climate than than here whoa okay i just found a very interesting article on um time magazine website oh interesting um yeah And it says this, a quote, Uh, so in 1905, Theodore Roosevelt wanted to end the Russian-Japanese War, Mm. which, uh, don't know much about that, but (laughs) then, uh, I guess some, many people in Tokyo didn't like the terms of the agreement, Mm. and so they rioted and were, like, burning down buildings. Whoa. But... Uh, the mayor of Tokyo at the time, his name was Ozaki, Mayor Ozaki. His first name is Yukio. He was really glad that um, Roosevelt was somehow kind of engineering this peace thing. And so he sent 2,000 cherry trees to the city of Washington, D.C. in ah. 1909. But... Um, when the tree by the time the trees got to the US and the Department of Ag- Agriculture inspected them then i guess they were all diseased whoa with various kinds of like different bugs and anyway. i mean i guess it would have been boat transportation right i guess so i it doesn't have any details about how did they how did they get <laughs> how did that they way? transport these trees well yeah or even how did they get there but the department of Ag- agriculture i guess decided that, that no right no they got rejected and so they were all destroyed two thousand <gasps> of them what right but mayor ozaki didn't give up he um had other trees 
harvested or like shoots and then it said that he he like did this whole project of getting different trees and grafting them onto something else and then planting them somewhere that was like disease free it says the new trees grew pest free and in 1911 ozaki shipped 3,000 of them to Washington. I kind of feel like, how much does this cost in today's money, right? Like millions of dollars adjusted for inflation. This time the trees were found acceptable and planted along Washington, D.C.'s tidal basin. All 3,000 of them survived? I think so. And then, of course, at the end of this article is a poem that Mayor Ozaki wrote about cherry blossoms. For some reason, I don't know why I thought it was an empress. I donated them. It doesn't look like it. Not based on this story. Sorry, Mayor Ozaki, I didn't mean to call you an empress. (laughs) Well, it's okay. You know, you want to think that, uh... You want to think that it was a lady, but it's okay. Unless somebody told me the story wrong, which could be true. It could be. Yeah. Okay, do we have anything else to say about spring in Japan, cherry blossoms? I mean, that's the main thing about spring in Japan. Yeah. If we think of something, we can always talk about it later. Yeah. What about you, listener? What what are you doing in the spring? Yeah, or what are your stories about cherry blossoms? Mm -hmm. Do you prefer to go and sit on a blue tarp, or would you rather go for a walk? Do you like the fluffy ones or the weeping willow ones? Whoa, good question. (laughs) These are our burning questions for you, so why don't you send us a message on Instagram? Do it. At Two Real Tokyo. Or send us an email, tworealtokyo at Mm gmail.com. Amen. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening, and we do really love your feedback, Mm -hmm. so let us know any... Thanks for giving us quirks and quandaries. This is the second week in a row. Whoa, yeah. Submit your quirks and quandaries, or... I mean, thank you for the people that have found us in person. I wasn't expecting that, but... Wow. Such dedication. We appreciate it. For real. That's all for this time, everyone. What are your recent quirks or quandaries? Tokyo-related or not, let us know on Instagram at 2RealTokyo. That's T-O-O Real Tokyo. You can follow Angie on Instagram at PhotoFreak, P-H-O-T-O-F-R-E-E-K. And you can follow Jamie on Instagram at JamieInTYO. That's J-A-M-I-E-N-T-Y-O. Bye! Bye!